all you people taking your hard time from your day to go insult Brett just because you know I'm right. I really appreciate it. Don't bother me. I'm working. 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 Don't work it. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It is once again another great day to discuss other people's excellence. I am the unforgettable one himself, Mr. Brett Carroll. Charles is always daydreaming, and we're two guys that like BS in that work. Uh, you know what time it is, another NFL pod. This is probably going to be a depressing episode. Uh, I've been dead for years now. Okay. Yeah, I'm not this depressed. It's been, a, it's been is, This is new territory for me, man. It's, I, been, it's been my state of existence for like the better part of the last 10 years, so. Yeah, this isn't this is new territory for me. Um let's just let's just get into it. Let's let's not even waste no more time. Let's just get right into it. Um my Steelers suck. Or at least my offense sucks. And that bothers me. That bothers me a lot. Well, you have Big Ben. You guys are doing great. We were doing great until Big Ben blew out his elbow and until we decided that an offensive line was not important. Let me you know what? It's so funny that you're a Giants fan. I'm a Steelers fan, right? The Loonies and the Maras are so – they're like best friends, right? Yeah, no, they're close. They're very close. And I guess from – And by all accounts, decent people when it comes to billionaire owners. So Right, right, exactly. To me, what's bothering me is they've seen how the Giants have struggled by being too loyal to their Hall of Fame quarterback, right, and putting the cart before the horse in terms of not just helping that quarterback – but for the future, right? And what's bothering me is they're doing the same thing. I said it was a mistake to draft Saquon Barkley. Everybody said, no, he's amazing. He's amazing. He's amazing. I said, great, but you have no quarterback. You have no offensive line. He's not going to be able to do anything for you, right? And now all these years later, now obviously it's still early in his career. Who knows? You know, he's still a great player. He, he has to get healthy. But right now it's looking like he might be a bust, even though he was one of the greatest running back prospects of his generation, right? Because, because of injuries have, and a lacking a complete offensive line being built around him and all the factors that aren't on Saquon. Yes. Exactly. That has nothing to do with him. We drafted Najee Harris this this past draft. At least you know I'm consistent. I like the Saquon pick and I like the Najee Harris pick. So at least you and, know. And, how I, I, and I'm consistent. I hated the Saquon pick. I hate the Najee pick. Again, not because Najee Harris is not a good player. He's a really good player. But when you cannot run block, Charles, I'm watching this game on Sunday, man. We can't we can't run to save our lives. Every time this dude got more than two yards, it was a hold. Every single time. Every time I was, oh, thank you. We had a good run. A flag was out. I said, you got to be kidding me. You're telling me we can't mess around and slip up and have a good run? Like, he caught 14 passes for a hundred and something yards because we got to a point where it's like, yo, we cannot run. We have to just throw him the football. That's the only way we're going to get him the football. And it's bothering me. And it's ironic, right? He played well, despite the fact that he couldn't run. He played well. Our second round pick, Pat Fryer moved a tight end. He scored his first NFL touchdown. That's why we got him because he's a red zone threat. Right. And Penn State, he caught every little he, he literally caught every pass thrown to him in the red zone with a touchdown machine. Right. Those were our first two picks this year. And I hated them because I said these guys aren't going to be able to do anything 
with a no offensive line. Pat Fryer move again. I like him from everything I've heard in camp and in the offseason. They love this kid. They're like, yo, he's gonna be great. Cool. But right now he's there only as a red zone guy, or not even a red zone line, uh, not even red zone dude, a first and goal type of dude, right? 10 yards in, right? Well, guess what? We can't get that far. So he's already out of the picture. Najee Harris is a great running back. He looks like an average running back because we can't run block. And now I'm looking at this team and I'm saying, I understand why you brought Ben back for another year. You had to. The money said you had to. Him retiring was going to screw you in the, in the salary cap. Sure. Go get an offensive line. You could have gotten any veteran running back for a year. Obviously, he wouldn't have been a running back of the future, but you could have gotten any running back, uh, veteran running back, to be your guy this year. Or you could have drafted somebody in the third or fourth round as your running back. Najee Harris isn't helping us right now. He is, but he's not, right? And so here's my issue. And I hate to say this. This pains me to say this. Although I don't like Ben Rosberger, I, I never want to see guys go out like this. Ben Rosberger, I, I got the stats right here. He has 399 touchdowns. He's one away from the 400 mark, right? Compiler. Uh, he is only like 213 yards away from passing Dan Marino uh, for sixth all-time in yards, right? Fine. We play at Green Bay. We're probably going to lose. Do the same thing you did against the Bengals. Let him throw it 60 freaking times until his arm falls off. Imagine if I texted you over the weekend, like, just look at the positives of this Bengals loss. The curses that you would have said. I want no because no, here's the difference. There were no positives. There were no positives. <laughs> there were zero positives. Yo. Okay. So real quick. Well, hold on. Let me, no, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me let me just do this. Let me just Sorry. do this, right? If I'm the Steelers, I let him play. I let him throw it. I don't care if he throws it a hundred times. Matter of fact, don't even run the ball. Throw it every freaking time that game. Make sure he gets his touchdown. Make sure he gets over 215 yards. Then Kevin Colbert, the GM. Art Rooney, the second, the owner, Mike Tomlin, the head coach, give him a big hug, say thank you for everything you've done for this organization. We love you. Your number seven will be in the Raptors. We'll be in the ring of honor this season. We're not even going to wait any longer. We'll see you in Canton. Sit his behind down and put Dwayne Haskins in. You have to do that for a few reasons. You need to see if you at least have your bridge quarterback. I'm not saying Dwayne Haskins could be our heir apparent even though he's young enough where you would say, well, he could be. I think we've seen enough of him to know he's not a franchise quarterback, right? But you have to at least see if he can at least be your bridge guy for the next two or three years. Because this offseason, you can't – I don't want us to even think about a quarterback. We have to get our offensive line together. Because no matter who we bring in at quarterback, they're not going to be able to perform with this offensive line. They're just not. Not to mention this year's draft class – is looking ju- just as bad, if not worse, than what people were predicting. I mean, Spencer Rattler is already falling to, like, the bottom of the first round, and Sam Howell is not even, like, projected to be a first-round pick anymore. And those are the two dudes that are supposed to go one and two in this year's class. So this year's draft class is looking worse than, than projected earlier. So I don't even want us to think about a quarterback. Did you hear that? No. What, what happened? Is that the Steelers probably saying, hell no. I, that, no that's not even, I'm not even doing a joke. Like, I don't know what the fuck that was. It was like sirens going off, but it was like steady. It was really weird. That was 
My wife heard it too, so I'm not. I'm, I'm not like schizophrenic guys. <laughs> like I don't know, but but that's what that's what the Steelers have to do. They have to sit him down. They have to play Dwayne Haskins because you know Mason Rudolph is nothing more than a, than a quality backup. Cool, but you got to see if Dwayne Haskins can at least be an NFL starter. He doesn't have to be a superstar; just an NFL starting quarterback. That is super duper important. Like you play all right, him. All right, all right. You almost went the first 10 minutes of this pod talking about your Steelers. You're very passionate about it. And it's beautiful because it, it you know, you're a real Steelers fan. But the follow-up on last week's question that I posed, you're obviously a fraud because look how passionate you are about these Steelers when there's been Panthers news and they've been good. And if you were wait, equally wait, hold on, hold on, I'm hold on, to finish. That. I know, I know, I know, but I have to do this now. I just wanted to I just wanted to show how your real fanhood is your pain in the Steelers right now because well, if it was no, equal because, hold because, on, if it was equal the Panthers would be the, like you'd be coming out here like yo rabble 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 Sam Darnold you know come on come on come on one I'm gonna get to that two the Panthers game was on Thursday so as happy as I am for for the Panthers game it's it's been almost a week now already the Steelers game, that's still fresh. Oh, that's still oh it's fresh. a more fresh emotion for you? Yeah, yes. Right. It's good save. Fresh. Good save. And, and, it, and, it's, and it's very funny because my transition to the Panthers is going to be, like I was going to bring up last week, and I was like, you know what? This is one of those times where I'm going to say, yeah, if they played each other, I'm rooting for the Panthers because the Panthers look legit. Let me, com- let me commiserate with you. Before we talk about the Panthers, because like we do want to talk about the Panthers just as two football fans, uh, let me commiserate with you. So this weekend I was at a wedding. So Sunday it was a Sunday wedding. So Sunday when the one o'clock games were on, me, my wife, our friends were pre-gaming before the wedding. I'm sitting there in a suit, looking like a you know a, a drunk insurance salesman cursing at the, my Giants, and I it clicked like I was so numb. I was still mad. I was still cursing. I was still yelling at the TV like like every Giants fan. But you know how fucking pathetic the Giants are when you drop that little points on Atlanta like this version of Atlanta do you know how fucking terrible you are when you lose to Atlanta at home when we're honoring Eli Manning when we can't even wake up for this moment and it's not a big moment it's not it's a big game because we're two bad teams that don't want to go get 0 and 3 and you guys don't even show up for that I'm I'm smiling and smirking at everything you're saying about the Steelers because it's like oh Join the club. <laughs> oh, you don't like when a you don't like it when a big play gets called back because your shit O line has a holding call. You don't like when 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 a run happens and and some egregious uh, holding is happening, like to the point where yeah, even as a fan, you're like, oh my god, we couldn't score more than twenty points on Atlanta. And these are the same the same people that were trying to be like, oh, positive. Look at the positives to the, to the, the Washington football loss. Yada yada yada. Okay. Daniel Jones looks really good finding open men within 10 to 15 yards. I'll give him that. That little mid-range game he had, he was hitting those guys and getting in between, you know, the routes and all that in between the seams. But, and Kenny Galladay looked okay. He looked like, okay, he looks like a number one when he got the ball. He was at least trying to make something happen. Why is Evan Ingram still a giant? That was the only thing I think I put on, on my social media during the game was why is Evan Ingram still on this team? I don't usually call for people's jobs, but I know if I sucked as much as he's did in the last four years, I wouldn't have my job because you don't catch it. You're like, it's not like you're dropping contested to where it's like, all right, man, you got to get those. Those are 50, those would be 50, 50, yada, yada. 
dude drops open catches when it hits them both in both hands. Oh like, yeah, that's like Eric Ebron who dropped a touchdown pass yesterday that changed the whole momentum of the game. And and, and I'm not trying to completely switch to the Giants. I'm just I'm just glossing over it because it's not a story. Like 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 he, you were annoyed at me last year when I when I was like, bro, I don't know how much I'm gonna be able to talk about the Giants every week. I'm gonna sound like a broken record. So I just want to say, like everything you, you kind of said about the the Steelers, copy and paste, but take out Big Ben, but same type of. Uh, problem because Daniel Jones is crap, but he's good enough to be a bridge quarterback. I do not think he's the answer. Granted, if we get an offensive line and he starts lighting it up, I'll eat the crow because I'll be happy. I want him to succeed. I don't want him to suck. I just don't see it. He's but and you asked the question about Dwayne Haskins. We know he's not a franchise quarterback. If we know Dwayne Haskins isn't a franchise quarterback, so what's the questions about Daniel Jones? Because the dude still still be dropping balls and, and but, dropping snaps. But, but again, I think it's the same thing with you guys. I think you guys got to bring him back next year and fix the O-line. Because at the end of the day, like I said, this this year's quarterback group, oh, I, you're basically bringing back another but, day. But you, you have the question, Mason or Dwayne Haskins. And with Mason, I feel like with, with similar to Daniel Jones. I, there's been enough of a sample size. You, you know what you got. At least with Dwayne Haskins, and I'm playing devil's advocate like 80% here, that at least with him, you, you, you are the Steelers. You're not the Redskins or the Washington football team. You're not that organization. You have a history of getting the best out of players. And Dwayne Haskins, I feel, if he got his mind right, he has to play better. He broke Big Ten records at Ohio State. He broke Ohio State records. And I'm saying that because that's not just a random school that he was breaking records at. It wasn't Duke. No, it wasn't I, I, Utah. I, I, it wasn't BYU. It was fucking Ohio State. So there's talent there. And if you're going to try one, try for Dwayne Haskins. Even if he was a bridge quarterback, if he plays that. Right, but that's, but that's why I said I'm not even worried about Mason Rudolph. You know what he is. Put Dwayne in. See if his athleticism, his arm strength could at least give this offense some juice. Again, I'm not expecting greatness because that offensive line, nobody's going to be great with that offensive line. Mm-hmm. But if he can give this offense some juice, if we can score to more, more than one touchdown, bro, we're only – averaging one touchdown a game from our offense. People forget we beat Buffalo by scoring 23 points. That's because we had a punt block for a field for a touchdown. You know what I mean? So our offense isn't doing anything. We need our offense to at least be what our deep, as good as our defense is, you don't, you don't need to score 40 points. You just need to get in the twenties and you should be in every game that you're playing in. Can he do that for you? Right. Can he be somebody that can get you two to three touchdowns a game with consistent drives instead of three and out, three and out, three and out. And then the only time we score is like, you know, last two minutes of the, of the half where people are playing prevent defense and it's so much easier to, to move up and down the field. You know what I mean? Like that, that's the biggest thing that I want to see from if Dwayne Haskins can do that, because again, this year, I don't want to even think about quarterback. Go get that off the line. And if he sucks, then you know that you have to go bring in a veteran, which will be easier. Ben's money will be off the books. Juju's money will be off the books. So if you have to get a Teddy Bridgewater or somebody like that to be that bridge guy, you can do that. But I think we need to play the bridge game for the next two or three years. Hopefully that's Dwayne Haskins, right? Hopefully hopefully you don't have to bring anybody else. Hopefully Dwayne Haskins shows that he could be a bridge guy for the next two or three years. Because once again, I said it last week, I see it again. We need a wide receiver too. Like we need a number one. We need a dude. We don't have a dude. We have a bunch of good guys. We don't. We don't have that guy. But again, I'll, I don't I'll trade want... you uh, Kenny Galladay for for a couple picks. No, nah, no. Nah, I need like an elite wide receiver. I need an elite wide receiver. Oh yeah, they're they're just hanging around. 
No, you're going to have to draft one. But again, you can't do that this year. Your first, second, and probably third round pick has to be offensive line. So why wouldn't, and this is me just, you know, power of hindsight. So don't act like this is some genius that I, I, I think that they should have foreseen. But you didn't go after Julio Jones. You didn't go after D-Hop. You know what I mean? Like, where, 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 well, we, we didn't have the money. We, we could, that's what I'm saying. They're not going to be able to trade for one. They're not going to be able to bring one in free agency. They're going to have to draft one in the next couple of years, which is fine. Again, our, our wide receiver group is good. And if you get your offensive line together, they'll be better. But at the end of the day, drops were, so, once again, too many drops. Too many drops in, in, in critical situations where on this offense, you can't afford that. You know what I mean? Like, you cannot afford drops on third down, fourth down in the red zone. You cannot afford that with this offense. We need to be perfect for this offense to work, right? And these guys drop way too many passes, and we don't have a consistent guy that's like, yo, at the end of the day, I'm throwing it to him because I know for a fact he's going to come through for me. We need to, we need that. We're going to have to draft a guy like that, but you can't do that this year. You have to put all your resources into getting an offensive line together. See what the next year, see what that looks like because of the offensive line is doing Haskins better because of the offensive line. Can we run better? And because of the offensive line is our wide receivers better. If not, then you can start thinking about, okay, quarterback, wide receiver, all that other stuff. But you're not going to even know that until you get that offensive line together. So it's just that simple. To go back to what you were saying earlier about our, the two organizations of our teams, the problem with the Giants, and this might be coming down the road with you sooner than later, as we saw with our quarterback situation. Um, the problem with the Giants, and I heard this on ESPN the other day, was or is that the Maras and the ownership are stuck in what they think a good coach is supposed to be. That Tom Coughlin-esque type of mold, old school, yada, 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 sounds like a coach, looks like a coach, does all the coach things that was right back in the fucking 70s. They're not looking for an innovator. They're not looking for the guys that the Carolinas bringing in or Arizona's bringing in. They're, they're looking for the same old Jim Fossil types. No wonder why we suck. You guys are still trying to find uh, coaches that, that are want to be Bill Belichick's that want to do the three clouds and, and, and a pound of dust or whatever. And it, that's not how the league works. Right. But like the Saquon thing is a scapegoat. I don't I fire Dave Gettleman. That is one thing I do want to say. And all people deserve to lose their job on the Giants. It is the general manager because I, Cobra, thank God is retiring because he's garbage too. Like, like, like with the Giants, all the stuff with Saquon, you can say bad pick, yada, yada, yada. But guess what? Our running back lasted longer than the, the quarterback that was taken after it. So, like, I don't know. I don't know how to, to do the metric on that draft. It wasn't like that was an earth changing draft. But one thing for damn sure, the Giants picked a generational talent. What they failed to do was protect, like, build a line around him. Because as far as weapons go, the Giants have weapons. I don't want to hear the Giants don't have weapons. Even, even the rookie, Kadarius Tony, when you get him the ball and you set up a play, he can make some moves. So, right. General manager, head coach, Joe Judge didn't have an offseason last year and he got more wins than I expected. So I'm not trying to call for his job just yet, but I am saying that the offense, you couldn't put up 21 against the damn Falcons at home. Yeah. Like, like that's terrible. You Somebody needs I mean, to lose even, their damn job. I was, I was texting the group chat last night. Even last night, you're watching Jalen Hurts struggle against the Cowboys. And I was like, yo, the Falcons shouldn't even be in the league, man. They should go to the minor leagues. They, they suck. They made yeah, Jalen Hurts look like I Pat felt the same homes. thing. I, I, I said, because I said, remember, I was big on Jalen Hurts. It, like, it's on the pod. 
that I thought Jalen Hurts was getting disrespected when they were saying he was going to go in the third round. I was like, yo, there's he's one of the better quarterbacks in college. And we're talking about this BYU kid, like he's he, like he's the next coming, but Jalen Hurts sucks. Okay, whatever. I'm not saying he's going to be some franchise quarterback, but he's obviously better than people said I was overrating him. He start he's a starting quarterback in the league, mm-hmm. and he and you saw what he did to Atlanta. He did that to Atlanta. Daniel Jones, like, and it's not all his fault. The O-line, yada, 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 the vanilla play calling, like using Saquon Barkley like he's Reggie Bush and not Saquon Barkley. It, 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 it's, it's, it's an amalgam of all these terrible issues mixed with, okay, Joe, Judge, I, like there's things that I like, there's things that I don't like, but the squad wasn't motivated to dominate that day. Like, I'm not trying to act like, you know, they all play with Eli and there's some love there that isn't. Like, I know it's a while ago. It's, damn, it's 10 years since the, the last, the second ring he won. But, I, but you know, I, I do think that's a good point, though. The, ple- the people that he won those games with, they're not there anymore. So they have no attachment to that. So for them, and that's the weird thing, like, you know. Yeah, but, yeah, but I'm not saying that they need to have this love for Eli that's manufactured, but you're a New York giant. You play no, on the New York Giants. The, cult, the culture is just bad. Yeah, and you and, and you couldn't go in that locker room and get them fired up. Like, hey, guess what? You want a ring? You want to be great? You want to you want to be remembered forever? Well, guess who's being remembered forever? The guy that was here that won too. And, and he didn't always have a great team around him, but he was always there. He always showed up and he played. He executed when you needed him to execute. Well, That's I, what he's remembered I, again, for. But, I, but again, I think it's the culture. Like. You know, I talked about it, the Hall of Fame game, right? I mean, the Hall of Fame ceremony. There were so many Steelers fans there. There were so many Steelers there. And that's all they all – I'll be going to talk about the culture, the culture, the history, the fact that when you came there, you knew that this was – you were in Pittsburgh. This is different. And I think it's one of those things where, one, it's a new generation of player, right? They don't care about that stuff, which I think in football does mean something because you're running into somebody full speed, right? You need to be, You need to get up for that. You like you know what I mean? Like it's one of those it's one of those sports you can't half-ass that. Um, so I think that I think that's part of it too. This new generation they don't they don't understand and cherish that enough for the history of being a giant, the history of being a stealer, because those are two more of the more uh, respectable organizations over the last decade or so. Like you said, the Giants have been you know off the wagon, but before that, the Giants were one of the most respectable organizations in football. Right, the Steelers are considered to still be that. Um, well, that's the that problem. happened because of a big reason because of the winning years with Eli. Right, like before that, the, like we we we're we're a weird age when it comes to the respect the Giants have. Because if we're if you're a little bit older than us, seven, eight, nine years older than us, you have a memory of the Giants being trash before they won that first ring. Like mm-hmm. trash. This, no one ever talks about the 1970s Giants, and it's for good reason. Because like they're not going to talk about the 2010s Giants for good reason. Right. So the culture thing that you're talking about, I don't think it's a generational thing. I think it's a what fucking culture are they talking about? With the Steelers, it's a little bit different because you guys have been more or less consistently good in your worst times. Even when you sucked, it's sprinkled in between. Dude, we haven't we haven't had a top ten pick since 2000 when we black when we drafted the Plastic Bears. We haven't had to draft a top ten pick since 2000 and that and that and that's enough to build somewhat of a culture around which i think they the Steelers still have just honestly i know i i think i think they have especially on the defense especially on the defense like that like the, the, when you are a defensive player and you come into that organization 
They, you know what I mean? Like and they, that's what's been lost with the Giants. The Giants had a defensive aura around them for most of my life. When I was the younger I was in the in the 90s, LT was still there. And as I got older and started getting into it, and they were my Giants, it was Strahan and Jesse mm-hmm. Armstead. When they were winning the ring, it was Strahan, OC, and Tuck. In the second ring, it was Tuck was there with JPP. We always had some type of defensive culture, and that's been non-existent for a decade. A decade. And that's big. And that's big. And, and, that's and big. you're saying, oh, you can't get up to run into people. That That's on coaching, too, because the culture is from the top down. And when the top wants this outdated culture that doesn't exist with the rest of the youth, like how you're alluding to, that's where the disconnect is. Because the youth can can connect to the past. There's kids that weren't alive for Michael Jordan's career that don't shut the fuck up about him. So don't tell me that, you know, there's some disconnect. They don't like respect. They love culture. The problem is they don't buy the bullshit you're selling them when it comes to your culture. Because True. what's the Giants culture? You got to prove it. Because you got to prove you know, it. That's, what's the Giants culture? Eli was about it. Eli, like for all the Manning face jokes, not one person when he, when he was getting honored this past weekend was like, why are they honoring him? Everybody was like, Eli. You know what I mean? Like you, yeah. you showed up every game. I'm just saying, like I hope it, so. He won the two rings. <laughs> Love besides, him. besides the two rings, what's the one thing you or you kind of hear about everything with or that's everything? He's Iron Man. He never yeah. missed the game. He always went out there. Yeah, and, and and not one adult in their 30s believes he was never hurt. That's right. not what we're saying. <laughs> we know right. how bodies work. He just he just never he just never missed a game. Yeah. Until, until Doofus yeah. took him out. But you say, hey, say his talk. name. It's Mick Dumbfuck. Let's let's talk about teams that are winning here, okay? The Ravens. Oh, <laughs> first of all, that was Justin Tucker. Like I hate the Ravens, but Justin Tucker, man, Jesus. and the Bengals—they're a winning team, right? They they had a good they had a good game on Sunday. They did have a good game. They they beat our ass. I, I mean, what well, what what did Burrow and and his uh, college wide receiver core do to you guys? I didn't I didn't even I didn't get to see that game. I just checked in on halftime, saw y'all were losing to the Bengals, and I didn't want and I did I see I didn't troll you. I was just like oof. <laughs> I was like, this, this is going to be a conversation when we talk because, because you're just being down to the guys. If you don't know, if you haven't caught on to our podcast, the one team or two teams that Brett can't stand to lose against, it's not the Ravens. He hates the Ravens. He hates the Browns, but that's because the Browns fans. The disrespect I, I've heard this man have for the Bengals, I, I don't get it. I, like, you know, I don't have a, a division equivalent. I guess the closest thing would be Washington because I have no respect yeah, for Washington. But Washington has had, like, semi-success in my life. They've had a season or two. You've murdered the Bengals for pretty much your entire life. Like, mm-hmm. the, like it's not even really a rivalry. But the hatred, you're like, wow, we only crushed them by 24. <laughs> <laughs> we need to step this up. No, so when you lose they were, to them. Under, Mar- under Marvin Lewis, they were a dirty team. That's why. That's the only reason why. They were very dirty. Montez right. perfect. Like, nah. But anyway, but the uh, they're the wrong cat team. I'm sorry. You want to talk about the winning uh, class of the yes, Jaguars? Let's talk now. about it. My my Panthers three and zero. Sam Darnold doing my Panthers. Thing. Brandon, if you're listening, I'm sorry. I've called him a fraud too many times already today. <laughs> Listen, the Panthers are doing well. Uh, I'm very happy for them. CMC getting hurt was obviously a big blow. Jason, he's not on the IR though. As of this recording on the 28th, he is right, not which on is the good. IR. Uh, but to me, J.C. Horn was getting hurt was even a bigger deal because you could. That's why, like I said, you, that's why you drafted Chuba Hubbard. You got Royce Freeman. You can kind of. You can, huh? 
I said Chubba Hubbard. I'm gonna, that's, that's his name to me. I don't care if, if it's wrong. It's Chubba Hubbard. Okay. You can kind of <laughs> assimilate what CMC does. Obviously, nobody could go replace CMC, but you can still try to do what he does, right? J.C. Horn, that was the one problem with this defense was their, the back end, right, their corners, right? Him going down was a big deal. So to so, so your point, um, when they traded for C.J. Henderson yesterday, that's huge. You know what I mean? That's a huge deal because – they only gave up a tight end and a third round pick to do that, and they're getting a fifth round pick back. Solid trade. It's a it's solid, solid trade. trade. CJ Henderson's a really good corner, and and they need. And I'm glad that they were like, you know what? Let's no, like we're three and zero. Let's go for it. And I looked at their schedule. I forgot the exact schedule because I haven't seen it since last Thursday when they played. But they can legit go eight and zero before before you look at their schedule and say, okay, now it's getting a little dicey. The hardest game they have is next. They play Dallas this week, but. The schedule guys are in their favor because they had 10 days to prepare for Dallas where Dallas just played on Monday night. So they're getting them on a short week. Right. So if they win, if they if they kind of sneak that win at Dallas, the, the next four, the next three opponents after that, I forgot who it they goes, are. It, it goes back. They're at the Cowboys. They're home against the Eagles. Yep. Uh, then it's the Vikings. There and that's a home game. Then they're away at the Giants. That's a W. And <laughs> right, but that's what I'm saying. So they could go four and oh, they could go eight and oh. Then no, then it's the Falcons, the Panthers, and then the Cardinals. So it's not until you get to the Cardinals because stop overhyping the Patriots. I mean, I'm sorry, I meant to say the Patriots of the Panthers. Um, the, the Patriots aren't these world beaters. And the way the, pa- the Panthers are playing, they can definitely beat the Patriots. The Patriots are not the old Patriots, they're, they have a good defense, they're not unstoppable, right. Or, so, you know, this and this is and those are all wins you can get before CMC and, and JC Horn come back. So I'm I don't want to I don't want to fall into the trap. Of, oh, my God, this team, this team could be really good. But I'm really starting to think like, yo, this could this thing. I mean, I predicted them. That was my hot take on, on our first spot that they would make the playoffs. It's starting to look like, yeah, man, they not only are they going to not only could they make the playoffs, they might even contend for the division. The way their schedule is lined up, the way they're playing, if they can stay healthy, obviously, and Sam Darnold continue to progress and continues to get better in this offense, they can mess around and, and, and win the division. Obviously, the Buccaneers lost their first game um, yesterday against the Rams. The, the Rams, Rams look for real. I'm, I'm happy for Matthew Stafford because everybody – like. People have clowned Matthew Stafford his whole career. I'm like, yo, he's a really good quarterback, guys. Oh, oh no, he had Megatron. He couldn't win. I'm like, yeah, okay, who else did he have? Please name me one other person. Like, please tell me that. Nandama can sue. Okay, cool. That's three, that's three players on a 53-man roster. Cool. It's Detroit. Stop it. Mm-hmm. I'm so happy that he's now in a poor Detroit. Game. Poor Detroit. Like, poor yeah. Like, I feel bad for Detroit fans. Good God. But um, but the CJ Henderson trade. That is an interesting trade because if I'm a Jaguars fan, do I like what I got back? Not saying that like you could have got a number one. Okay, Sasha, you could have got a number one for a cornerback in this day and age. That's not, you know, a a name like a Jalen Ramsey, but they just drafted Henderson top 10. What a year ago, two years ago. Thank you, Sasha. The the Jaguars, (laughs) Jaguars, I don't know what they're doing. No, I'm asking you because like maybe like the tight end kind of you know like tight be, ends is a weird position. If you click, you. if you click with your tight end, you you turn him into a Pro Bowler. Yeah, I mean, I mean, 
Darnold to Arnold was a thing, right? Um, I like that we do YouTube now so people can actually see how often this happens. Right. Uh, <laughs> Darnold to Arnold was a thing, right? Um, so that might hurt us because he was really big in our passing game, although they have other tight ends that they like, which is why they probably figured they can get rid of their best tight end. Um, but if you're the Jaguars, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing the Jaguars are just trying to go 0-17 for whatever reason hoping that they can trade out of the first pick. But again, I don't think this is one of those drafts that people even if they get the up. first pick trading out of it, who's the person that wants to trade up for it? That's what, that's what exactly what I was about to say. I don't think this is one of those drafts that somebody's going to give you an arm and a leg to move up for the first pick in the draft. I mean, the, the guy that's going to be number one is, is a defensive end, which they could obviously draft. Like they, they, it would be a good idea. But I don't know if somebody's going to trade you, you know, three first rounders to dr- trade up and get them. And there's, like I said, there's obviously not a quarterback in this year's draft that's worth that. So I, I don't know what the Jaguars are doing. I really don't. I don't <laughs> I really know. Don't. I know. I get why they would trade a corner on a bad team for the assets, right? But you, the guy you drafted in the top 10 is only worth a third now. Like, I guess you know. I mean, it's not. It's not a bad pick. Third round, you can still find good talent. You still, you can still find a Pro Bowler in the third round. Um, I just don't get it. You know, like what's the plan? Like you could have, you know, you could have got more because you've got another player. If you said, "No, nah, give me your fourth round pick and this guy," like what's unless unless they're looking at their offense and they're saying we need a tight end to help Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, blocking tight end. Yeah. If that no no Dan Arnold the, uh, Arnold is is a receiving tight end. He's, yeah, a, yeah, yeah. he's a really good. T- he was in Arizona. They the Panthers just brought him in this offseason. He was in Arizona. He was their number one tight end. He was Carolina's number one tight end. He's going to be a good player for them. So maybe they're saying you know what to help Trevor Lawrence's development. We need to get a tight end, another weapon for him. Maybe you know maybe maybe that was the, the thought process. But who knows what Jacksonville does, man. Like, Oh, oh, they're they are looking like the dumpster fire that they were at the beginning of the decade. You could say forever, but they've had good teams. Yeah. Like Saxonville feels like a million years ago, man. Like it's crazy. Like you had this defense, and if you just kept sucking, like if they did what the Patriots did during COVID, they still end up with Trevor Lawrence. Instead, they got rid of everybody. Everybody. And that's crazy. They, like, Jalen Rams. They, uh, I mean, they got rid. I mean, to be fair, it was one of those things, like, they had no choice. A player said, get me out of here. It's not It's not like. It, to go back to apparently what the theme was before, we did not write all this down. But it's the culture thing. They didn't pay the people that made it look like, hey, it looks like it might be fun in Jacksonville. Because they don't have the state tax. We know on a personal level, you can make more bang for your buck playing in Florida. And you had Saxonville, like that, just pay him. If you're going to suck, have an exciting, you know, one side of the ball because but, it, it, I just the don't problem get is it. a good defense will win you games sometimes. And they didn't want to win games. That was the problem. They didn't, they want, they wanted to make sure they got Trevor Lawrence. So it's a never ending cycle of sucking because then, Oh, we want to make sure we have a, 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 to get the quarterback of the future. And then you have zero around the quarterback of the future. You ruin the quarterback of the future. You trade him f- for less. And then he, he's better on the other team because they're not complete shit. 
Yeah, yeah. Like, that's what bad teams do, though. They keep putting the cart before the horse, and that's like, like we like we said in the opening. That's what's scaring me about the Steelers. They're making mistakes that bad teams make. They're putting the cart before the horse. Hey, yeah. Uh, trust me. Uh, it's the weirdest part about all your complaints so far about your Steelers this year. Are yeah, I said that four years ago about my Giants. Like it's, it's the same thing. That's the that's the shitty part for you. You're watching it, and the only difference is. You had a decent team two years ago, and you were like, "Oh, Big Ben still got it. Look, we have all these pieces." And then it's just time. Yeah. What happened? Is the roster that different? Yeah, I mean, the offensive line just got worse. <laughs> I mean, and, and, and that's the thing. I still think Big Ben could be a good quarterback, but with that offensive line, he can't do shit. Oh yeah, when you and just to uh, give people a peek behind the curtain, when you when Brett sent me the thing. He said to me the notes about, hey, is this the topics you want to talk about? I just completely misread what he was talking about. And apparently the Steelers are playing uh, Green Bay next week, right? But all I said was uh, to Green Bay right under Ben's name. I'm like, why the fuck would Green Bay want Big Ben? And he's just like, what are you talking about? I was like, look at your notes. You're fucking nuts. You're drinking the the, the black and gold Kool-Aid. You're never going to trade him to the Packers. Like, what are you talking? And you're like, are you stoned? What are you talking about? I was like, I took the screenshot. You're like, oh, I'm an idiot. <laughs> like that's I'm the idiot, not Brett. I'm the idiot. So, uh, but to say, I talk about what the future possibly is. We, we, I don't know, man. Get rid of. You gotta, you gotta move on. It's, 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 the, it's a weird feeling because I know how it feels. And, and the sad thing is, my biggest fear is they're gonna do the same. They're not gonna let him move on because. <clears throat> like I said, next game he could pass Dan Marino and stuff like that. But if he plays out the season, he can jump Phillip Rivers also for touchdowns and yards. And, and my and, thing and is, that's a, a, he's a compiler at this point. It's not even yeah, about wins. Yeah, and it's like that's stupid. That's stupid because again, you need to know now what you have at at, at quarterback. You know Ben's not it anymore. Don't let him play out the season just for a chance. Oh, no, no. With that 17th game, if he stays healthy, more than likely he will get the because I think he needs like 2,300 yards to pass uh, Philip Rivers. He'll probably get that. And he needs like 22 touchdowns to pass Philip Rivers. He might get that. So who cares? That's one of those things. That's what I'm saying. Like, who cares? Who cares? That's for Big Ben and Big Ben only. He's he's already going to be in the Hall of Fame. Him passing Philip Rivers for fifth all time in those two categories. Who who cares? It's not going to make him any higher in the Hall of Fame. So he passed Dan Marino, golf clap. He he passed Philip Rivers, golf clap. Does anyone think he's better in the history book? Like, is that like that's one of those things where you could argue that Marino's better than Big Ben? You, You know, you take the ring argument away. Even if he has more yards, they'll be, they'll be like, it's a different era. Marino would smoke Big Ben if he was in the same era. Like, you, there's still going to be those people. So I don't understand who's it for besides the Steelers saying, look where our quarterback ended up, which doesn't help you at all. Right. It, it's just loyalty. It's just like, hey, we don't we don't want to embarrass him like that. We want to see him finish out his last year. And it's like, bro, but that's not the best thing for the team. I hope y'all fuck around, lose Tomlin so the Giants can get him. Because that, the Giants were looking at fire Tomlin. The, the Giants were looking at Tomlin like, like this for the last four, four or five years, just like go ahead, fire him. No, 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 we're not going to fire Tom, nor should we. But I think we are going to be stupid and let Ben play this year out when we should let him play next game, get those two milestones, and say thank you for the great career. You know, he could play the next game. Cool. The funny part is, I said this to you, and I'll say it again if he wasn't Big Ben, if he was anybody else putting up the same similar numbers at his age, he wouldn't even be on the team right now. 
like like everything that you're that, that's been based off Ben, even if you want to just say the last two years, he wasn't bad, yada yada. Yeah, he wasn't bad, but he wasn't good enough to, to, to definitely have a job. He's damn near Jared Goff. Well, I mean, he had 33 touchdowns last year. And and I mean, he had a but people forget he had a great first half of that year. Again, once the offensive line broke down, he couldn't. That's, do that, he had all the, he had most of those touchdowns in that first half when we did discuss if you're pretenders or real contenders. And I was on the side of I don't think you guys are pretending. I think they're just good. And I'm and I'm just saying, looking back on it, you weren't. You weren't as good as I thought you were. You weren't as good as you thought you were. Like it just that's how it's worked out. And, no, and, 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 and with the benefit of hindsight, we can look back and and kind of break down why Big Ben put up those numbers. Because if, if we do that with this in a good season and during this bad season, do you give a shit if he breaks all these records and y'all are under five hundred? No. no, exactly. So but, if he did all that shit, in, well, in no, a, I mean, all right. So 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 let me put it this way. Ben is not a bad quarterback. That I think. Oh no, I, I didn't. I didn't mean he's bad. I no, no, meant- but, what I, but I think, and that's what the Steelers are going to say too. Like, well, he still gives us the best chance to win. I'm like, bro, we're not winning regardless. Like, yes, he gives us the best chance to win, in theory, but we're not winning regardless. Go see what you go see what you have in Dwayne Haskins because he can again. He could probably throw for another thirty touchdowns and another three thousand yards, and you would say, well, that's a good season. But it's like cool. Well, we're five and twelve, and we still don't know what we have in our quarterback. And now we're gonna have to wait until next year to find that out when we could have found that out this year. And, that's the only and issue. he could put up the same uh, numbers that have kept Fitz Magic in the league all this time. That's what right. he'd be doing. That's what he's been doing because you guys haven't had, had a bad team built around him. He, he just hasn't sucked. Like it's one of those things where if Eli was on the the Steelers the last five six years, like the last versions of Eli. He could have put up those numbers. It wasn't like Big Ben's been running around like he used to. But that's the point. He can't move the way he used to. That's, that's what I mean. What, what was the uh, complaint a couple of years ago when Eli was retiring? He's There's just a, a statue, statue there. The, 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 the league's moved on, all this other stuff. Right, and that's why you had to put Dwayne Haskins in because even with a bad off line, at least he could move around and, and create and, himself. And that's, that's a, the funniest part about why the Giants didn't pick him is because he wasn't as mobile as Daniel Jones. Just, right. the, just the weird part about the Giants being stuck in the past, that was one of the deciding factors besides obviously attitude, which they had dead on balls accurate, that it was Daniel Jones is mobile, he's sneaky fast, and that just is an X factor that Dwayne Haskins doesn't really have because the football racism pods we've done in, in the past, especially around draft time, right? The people that think Dwayne Haskins is a mobile quarterback, and it's like he's not. He's a pocket no. passer. He can just – it's one of those like he can just run and he's and then it's like oh you think he's black he's michael vick and he because he wears number seven no he's not he's like right and, and and again that's fine i don't need him to be you know kyler murray but i do need him to be able to move outside the pocket and create and create timing for our receivers to get open which ben cannot do anymore and so that, and and it's and you're and i do it too especially if you guys lose yeah you got like go see if he's good so yeah, again, if he, again, you don't need him to be the heir apparent. You just need him to be a, a quality starting quarterback. Part of me wants him to be great for you guys for two reasons: because fuck Washington, and two because you hate Ohio State. And then you'd have to, be, and then I just get to come on here and record you and edit us talking about how great an Ohio State quarterback is. It, the, the 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 poetic justice in the whole story to me is it's like just give it to me. If my team's gonna suck, at least let me have that. But hey, but but you know what? The joke will be on you because you know I said, "Oh my God, I was wrong about Ohio State." Yeah, I got another ring. 
<laughs> like, that's what I'm saying. I, I, like the joke wouldn't be on me. The only way it'd be worse is if he like went to the Cowboys and then somehow he blew up. But he's I don't think he's as good as Dak Prescott. Another, if you want to hear the the broke clock is right twice a day moment of me giving the actual the Cowboys props. They won last night. They beat the Birds. Beat them down. Um, even though the stats showed a much closer game than it actually was. Check the scoreboard on that one. Dak Prescott. Are y'all done hating on him? Because I, last year I thought it was crazy because you were like, "Hey, you, you think you should pay him?" Yeah, you well, pay. Well, no, no, they should pay him. But you know what's funny? I didn't notice. They are twenty six and zero when they run more than they pass. And last night was another one of those games. I think that's where people have hate on Dak Prescott, where it's like, okay, you're only great, or you only win when we take the ball out of your hands more. So we know you can drop back and fling with the best of them, but you guys aren't necessarily winning when you do that. Unlike a Patrick Mahomes, unlike a Aaron Rodgers, unlike a Ben Roethlisberger, because we haven't ran the ball well in years. So even whenever we won, it's because Ben Roethlisberger was flinging the ball all over the place. So I think that's the issue with Dak. It's like, yeah, we know you can put up the numbers when you're throwing the ball over the place, but for some reason that does not equate to winning, even though you have three great receivers. Well, I mean, take away the the knowledge of, oh, they're running more, right? Like the actual statistical breakdown. I'm talking about when I watch Dak, I never feel like he's going to cost you the game. Absolutely. Somebody, I, he, I, he's, he's, he's one of probably, he's probably the biggest anomaly in the NFL because we can't figure him out. It's like, yo, he's a great leader. Like, he has all the traits you want, but there's some, but for some reason there is something missing there. I don't think can- there is. I think what's missing is, He's not exactly what you want. And I'm going to give him the same defense I give Lamar Jackson, just to be objective, because everybody listening to the sound of my voice knows, fuck the Cowboys. So my, my honest opinion of Dak Prescott is you guys are trying to look for the negatives because he's not Tony Romo, because he's not this traditional, the same thing I, I've been bitching about with my Giants on this podcast. He's not what you want because he's not the stereotype you need to fit your ideal version of the culture, yada, 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 yada. Dak Prescott would have gotten paid way before he did if he was anywhere Tony else. Romo. Anywhere else. No, not only anywhere else, if he was Tony Romo, because Tony Romo never had to wait the way Dak Prescott had. No, absolutely. And Dak well, Prescott has all the X factors. He The game's on the line, and I have the confidence in him to deliver the football to the wide receiver. Can he just catch it? I don't have that confidence with my quarterback. Um, yeah, no, it, it, I, I, but again, I think I think the issue is when you break down the Cowboys' success since Dak Prescott has been there, the success is more Zeke than him, and I think that's the issue. And I think that's what people can't wrap their minds around. Like, yeah, he looks the part, but for some reason, this team is better when he's not the focal point of the offense. But that's, that's the weird part. You don't need him to be the focal point of the offense. Like, you need a quarterback that helps you win. And Lamar, like the, the, my Lamar Jackson point, but, but that's like how, how many times do people are like, oh, well, he only had, you know, yeah, he went nine for 10, but, you know, he only had 200 yards and, and three touchdowns. No, no, but yeah, but, only? But, no, you're right. But then, but, but I guess that's for the people that say, but that's why I'm not paying him as the top quarterback in the league is because, if, if you're not the focal point of my offense and I, like, you know what I mean? Like that's, that's where it's like apples. That's, that's no, where. It's yeah. Game. But that's that. And that goes to that old bullshit, good old boy mentality, because so quarterbacks that are on losing teams that throw for 5,000 yards a year, they can get the bag. 
but a quarterback that's on an eight and eight team that has a great running back. So I'm, neither. I'm so, about to say, I'm about to say, let's not ask if they're a winning team. Either. Oh no, no, no. But hear, but hear me out. So these quarterbacks can't get paid because they have a good running back. But the same teams ain't paying the running backs because you're a running back. So no one's getting paid. No, I, I you know get, what I mean. Like I, I guess you. I'm just explaining the anomaly. Like, like no, just, it's not an anomaly. I'm, I'm pointing out the bullshit these teams spread about their own players and why they won't get the bag. But if but if, if you're a stereotypical Sam right, Bradford type and put up your bullshit empty, it's numbers. basically Kirk Cousins versus Dak Prescott, right? Kirk Cousins is going to throw for all the yards, throw for all the passing. You know, he he's maybe a winner. Like that's a debatable. And he's stealing money. But then Dak Prescott, all he does is win. Not really. But all he does is win. All he does is not lose. Right. All he does is not lose the game for you. But their success is more on Zeke's shoulders, not his. So it's like, how do you pay those two quarterbacks? What's the value there? And on dollar signs. So that's that's the issue because he's not Patrick Mahomes. He's not Aaron Rodgers. But the problem also with the NFL is, even though they're, it's weird how the NFL does business, it's really next man up. So he was just the next guy up. So he's going to be getting the bag. Whoever's the next guy up after him is going to get a bigger bag. Oh, him getting hurt and them having to put out Andy Dalton and all and and, and run and run with somebody. Oh, if it's just Zeke, yada yada yada, just we'll just run more and all this other crap. Yep, absolutely. You paid him. You paid that. So, all right, let's let's look ahead because Week Four has some great games. Obviously, Brady going back to New England is probably the the biggest headliner, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but there's some really really interesting games starting Thursday night: Jaguars, Bengals. You know, I know it's not like interesting in that in that aspect, but you know what? It's two young quarterbacks, two young teams. Can the Jaguars get a win? Are the if the Bengals win, I believe they'll be three and one and be be leading the division. You know what I mean? Like that's that's really interesting to me. Uh Panthers, Cowboys, like I said, um, Seahawks, Niners, Cardinals, Rams. There's some really good games this week. Uh, Cardinals Rams is going to be interesting. I'm I'm excited for the Thursday night game. I get to see two young quarterbacks. I haven't really got a chance to watch like that. So I'll definitely be checking for that, which is surprising because as you know, even in the time we were doing the pod, Thursday night games, sometimes I don't even click on them. You know what I mean? Like it's like, yo, you're not watching. Why? <laughs> like, why am I wasting three hours of my time watching? mediocre football at best the Raiders Chargers like the Raiders are three and oh the Chargers are, are uh three and oh they beat the Chiefs is that in a Vegas or is that in LA that's in LA I believe that's Monday night in LA oh it's Monday night in LA Ooh, yeah. gonna be more uh it's gonna look more like the black hole than a Chargers game which is sad I mean look SoFi Stadium from everything I'm hearing is phenomenal as an as a stadium and both LA teams are playing well. So I hope, and it's funny, they have the same colors basically. So I, I hope that if the Chargers are going to play well, I hope they can get some fans there. You know what I mean? Like that it's it's sad that you know that's not a that's not a thing that they don't have home fans. But look, they have a young quarterback. I'm sure Miami's kicking themselves for taking two over him. They have a young quarterback who's playing phenomenal right now. They have a really good team. I'm hoping that some LA fans start, you know, saying, you know what? I'll root for the Chargers. I'll root for the Bolts. And if I was out in LA, ain't no way I'm rooting for the Chargers over the Rams. Like, and also if I lived out in Cali, I'd be I'd probably be a Raiders fan, all things considered. Right. So I'm one of those people that completely disagree with everything you said. I'm a hip hop head. If I if I lived in one of those areas of Cali where it's just like 
pick your team would have been the Raiders. Never would have been the Chargers. Chargers. I, I feel like if you're a Clippers fan, you should be like, you know what? I'll root for the for the Chargers. Actually, I the Clippers fans I know that are from Cali are Chargers fans because because honestly, if you grew up in the San Diego area, you're more likely to be a Clippers Chargers fan than anything else. Like both right. of them simultaneously. But we uh, out here in Jersey. It's just weird because we have so many different teams. It's usually a combination. The only thing that you kind of see is usually Jets, Mets, Nets. No, I see. I know a lot of Jets, Yankees fans. I know so many Jets, Yankees fans. That's that's what throws it off. This baseball because the baseball doesn't really correlate with the other. Well, that, well that's what's supposed to be. It's supposed to be Jets, Mets. But yes, you're right. There's a lot of. Yankees. Oh yeah, I know. Look at me. I'm a I'm a diehard Nets fan and a Giants fan. I understand that. Like. I actually should be a Knicks fan because it goes Yankees Giants uh, for me. So everyone, oh, you're the Knicks? No, I'm and, from Jersey. And to be honest, I'm I'm the anomaly too because if I'm rooting for a New York team, it is the Jets. I hate the Giants. I'm a I'm a diehard Yankees fan, but obviously, like I said, we're a Nets fans. So oh, okay. even before myself, we wrap up, go ahead. We'll talk about the Jets a little bit. How terrible they are! I don't know. Hey, you, you would be a Jets fan. I'm saying they had to play. They played this weekend, right? Did they? Uh, Greeny, because <laughs> they don't play any weekend. <laughs> but did Greeny, they play or did they? Did they show up? Did they just they showed up. Greeny was on ESPN Radio uh, uh, yesterday, Monday, talking about how apparently uh, Salah. You gave him credit. It's a rookie year. You know, give him a break. He, he, he's the first time coach, first time coordinators, all this crap, right? But he said they look really great during the week, just not on Sundays. Like, don't. And Greeny's like, you don't say that in New York. Like, you just like you you not understand what you just did. Like, <laughs> could you imagine your coach coming out there and going, "Well, we looked really good on Wednesday." I mean, look, I feel really bad for Jets fans, especially they got to be looking at Sam Darnold, just like, bro, why? Like, just why? Why? Because they because here's a spoiler, Jets fans, and most Jets fans know this, so they're just you know saying "fuck you," see why are you even bringing this up. But it, the problem is you didn't build around them. Didn't and you had Adam Gase? Like, like I don't even want to hate on the Jets as an organization. Adam Gase had weapons and chose not to use them because like I don't care what anyone says. Le'Veon Bell was a better option than how he was used in New York. Yeah, I was stupid, and, and and I hate to say because somebody brought this up too. It's sad because even with all the rookies, and they're all struggling, right? They're all struggling. Zach mm-hmm. Wilson has looked the worst out of all of them. Well, and that's that, including well, Justin Fields, who didn't even like complete a pass. On I, I don't want to see yeah, that. that, that we'll, we'll probably talk about the Bears some other time because it's yeah. not like, you know, fire Matt Nagy. For all the Bears fans listening, shout out to Sam, boxing writer on Dope Block. Uh, Matt Nagy's got to go. He, he's got to go. But besides that, just talking about the rookies, I've seen – Wilson the most because Jets I get Jets games and I I watch Jets games I'm not a Giants fan that's a Jets hater I want the Jets to be good because I want to see good football when I'm not watching the Giants and he has looked terrible but he and he's looked bad in the way that we didn't expect because when we were talking to our friends that were hyping him up he's doing what I thought he could do reads and and some of these his second and third decisions are terrible it's not BYU kid Yo, that's and, and that's a, but that's the crazy part, man. It, it's like I and I, I understood why they wanted him over Justin Fields, but you're telling me Justin Fields wouldn't look that bad in New York? I think anybody would. So I like it's, it, it's a is he really trash or is it just the Jets? And if it's just the Jets, yeah, but then here's nothing. But then that's nothing. He has a better supporting cast already than Sam Darnold has. I don't care what anybody says. Like you said, they didn't use Le'Veon Bell, so Le'Veon Bell doesn't even count. He has a better supporting cast than what Sam Darnold had, 
and he looks just as bad, if not worse, than Sam Darnold. Uh-huh. Definitely. Well, and, and that's a whole other can of worms. And we have a long season. I'm sure we will do, we'll end up doing a whole episode on the Jets eventually. The way they're playing, like we, you know, like me and you talk about our teams, but the Jets are going to be a story. And the Bears, if they don't fix their and, shit, and by are the way, be a story. For the people watching, and I, I know we every last couple weeks has been Steelers, Panthers, Steelers, Panthers. To me, and maybe I'm biased, those are two of the most fascinating stories right now. We're seeing the end of an era in Pittsburgh, and we're seeing a team, or we're seeing a reclamation project go go great in Carolina. So to I, me, those hey. are two of the more exciting stories of the NFL season so far. Well, and if you if you would like us to talk about some other storyline that we haven't talked about, hit us up and let us know. We'll do it. Half the time we talk about these teams because yeah, our friends, our, our friends are the ones being like, "Hey, you didn't talk about the Panthers, and they did this." And I'm like, I "Bet I'll talk about the Panthers." If there's some storyline yeah. we're missing, I just gave. I have goosebumps because if I feel dirty, I just gave the fucking Cowboys props on this. Don't tell me I can't be objective. <laughs> like I feel yeah, dirty. Comment below, comment below, man. What? Who are we not talking about enough? We we will talk about it. You know what we haven't talked about? I'm sure because I'm sure. I mean, listen, to be very honest with you, like I said, the Steelers season is done. So I don't even need to talk about the Steelers. Oh, Steelers much, season is done. Much, much oh, more. Steelers season is done, Brett. Steelers season. The Steelers season is done. Oh, yes, it it's over. Good. Welcome. Welcome to the couch. Start looking at draft picks with me. Who? Oh, look at this fucking wide receiver from South Florida. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> the Giants are so trash. They're so tra- – and we have talent. That's the most annoying part. You look at certain positions, you're like, this guy can ball. And the co- it's the coaching. It is the coaching. That's the only thing it is because we can still suck, but we shouldn't suck this bad. And the GM is trash. I've been saying that for years. Look, where's, the, where's the O-line, Brett? Where's the O-line we, we were supposed to get in the last five years? I don't know. I don't Me neither, know. bro. We're, we're, like, the only thing that he kind of, he, he has addressed – over the course of his tenure that, that is uh, adequate or above adequate at best is the secondary. The secondary isn't complete trash. Okay. And, that, and, to fair, he's, and to be fair, he's tried to address the offensive line, but no matter what button he pushes, it's not working. Oh yeah. The, all, no, his draft picks have been garbage. Those are fireable offenses. Yeah. When, when, when your top five fucking left tackle isn't even really cutting it to be playing with the starters in preseason. You're, you should get fired. No, you should. You should be fired. He'll be, he'll All be right. T- tell them where they can find you, bro. You can find me at Never for Brett Me. That's N E V A underscore the number four B R E T T underscore M E on Instagram and Twitter. I'm at not the Chuck D on all the socials. We are at the dope blog, the underscore dope blog on Instagram, the dope blog, all one word on Twitter, www.thedope.blog. And we are a Facebook group discussing other people's excellence, where it's pretty much me shit posting about Brett. It's a lot of fun. You should check it out. <laughs> and if you're, if you're watching this on YouTube, please likes, subscribe, share, and comment. Let us know. We love oh, y'all. We appreciate y'all. Yo, hell yeah, we appreciate you. Because you want to know why? We're two dudes just talking sports, and there's people out here that get millions of views and all this shit, and it's, they're just numb to it. We put out a feature-length, two-hour-long pod out of nowhere on YouTube, and at least at least 40 fucking people took the time out of their, their day to watch us talk about football for two hours. We are nobodies. And don't act like we think we're the shit. We just think we're dope because we're dope, and we're just saying thank you. 
We are so appreciative of all that. So the mixture of having 40 people on there and however many downloaded the actual podcast too. Thanks. This gives us an outlet, which is us having fun and talking. And we appreciate everybody that takes the time out to to message Brett and let him know he's a fraud to tell him how full of shit he is that he's not really a Panthers fan. All you people taking your hard time from your day to go insult Brett just because you know I'm right. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Have a good time. (laughs) Don't bother me. I'm working. Don't bother me. I'm working. Don't bother me.